I can take all the things I'm passionate about in outdoor recreation, the enjoyment I have of helping entrepreneurs at this very early stage, and it all culminates together into an opportunity for me to help others. It was the perfect role for me. Excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality. These are the values the Sam and Walton College of Business explores in education, business, and the lives of people we meet every day. I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Walton College, and welcome to the Be Epic Podcast. I have with me today Phil Shilham, who is currently the Director of Greenhouse Outdoor Recreation Program for the University of Arkansas. Phil, thank you for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. Phil, I'd like to talk a little bit about your background, but first let's let everyone know what is the Greenhouse Outdoor Recreation Program? The Greenhouse Outdoor Recreation Program, which we're going to call GORP from here going forward because it's yeah, easier I to say. I love that name, GORP. <laughs> so GORP is it's a business incubator, right? The idea is how can we help early stage entrepreneurs who are from idea to launch trying to solve building their business out specifically within the outdoor recreation industry. So when I think of entrepreneurs, early stage companies, I know a lot of times they come up with an idea that solves a problem and they eventually have to create a prototype and they eventually create a product or service and then they get what we call product market fit or customer poll and then you have to come up with a good business model and then you scale. What end of that spectrum does a incubator deal with? Yeah, we definitely start on that front end, right? So I like to say we start at the problem. I have a lot of people come in with their idea, and we walk them back to what problem you're actually trying to solve. Because it's best to come up with what is that the biggest problem they're trying to solve, what is the real problem they're trying to solve, and then does the solution match that. And so we help them through the problem piece, what problem they're trying to solve, what their solution is going to look like, how do you build a business model, and then through to prototype, test, MVP, however you want to call that, and launch. It's all pre-revenue, for the most part, I guess. I mean, we'll help some companies that are at that early stage that they just started taking revenue, but they don't know who their customer is yet, those kind of pieces. right? But for the most part, it's all pre-revenue, helping them get to launch in a faster and hopefully more chance for success. You know, Northwest Arkansas has become a place that people are actually drawn to for the outdoor activities and as you mentioned, biking is a big deal, and you mentioned climbing is becoming real popular. Yeah. Cycling, for sure, right? I mean, we have this massive playground that's been built around mountain biking and the Razorback Greenway, all the different trails and access. It's almost embarrassing not to have a bike around here at this point where people are riding and enjoying. But what's great is there's so much more activity beyond just the cycling in our area. I mean, of course, we have the cycling piece of it, but even within these two counties of northwest Arkansas, you've got great fishing, and you'll find other activities like, you know, rock climbing in the state, where we have some of the best rock climbing routes between, say, the Appalachians and the Rockies. There's nowhere else in the middle of the country to really go for climbing that's better than what you can find in Arkansas. And so as that sport grows, which it's growing tremendously, we're seeing a lot of people coming in the state. Therefore, the state's putting more effort on we need to provide more access. We need to figure out policy changes to allow for more people to be able to take advantage of this and to bring more of that tourism around the sport into our state. You say these programs are 12 weeks, right? Yeah, the core incubator program, which is the application-based one, yeah, that's a 12-week program. As opposed to the a la carte. Yeah, that's right. Is this the first cohort? It is, yeah. So you've got four companies in the first cohort. Could you give an example? 
of one of them? Well, they're also different, right? We have we have one product company. We have one that's that would be considered more of a local services business, and then we have two more digital businesses. Let me give you the quick version of each one, right? So our product company is in rock climbing. It's called Lakaida Ropes, and the founder there's name is Pedro, and he's basically trying to solve a new way to make climbing rope for people. And he's got this new process around the design of the rope that makes it a more safe tool for climbers, as well as a more personalized experience. And he's got a just a great model of where this product company can go. Sitting next to him in our in our cohort is a husband and wife team in Tyler and Morgan who've created Encore Bike Rentals. And Encore Bike Rentals is what it is. It's a local service of renting bikes. They started with e-mountain bikes. They've gone to more traditional mountain bikes now. And they're getting some great traction simply because they're a great service business. They'll deliver the bikes where you need it, when you need it, and pick it up when you're done. So you don't have to come to their shop. They're going to bring it right to you in a white glove kind of service. And then we have two business models that are more digital. One of them is a two-sided marketplace, right? This is called American Hunt. And their thought process is how do we connect landowners to people who want to use that land for outdoor rec activities. They started with hunting, but there's a variety of other activities that people could do on their land. And so how do you connect those landowners to people who want to use the land? And the fourth one is called Trail Tours. Trail Tours, founder's name is Mark. And Mark has basically created a GPS-enabled audio tour of your mountain biking trail. So as you go and experience a trail for the first time, somebody's in your ear helping you decide which way on the loop you should drive because all the locals go this way or to give you safety recommendations because you're about to go over this hill and on the other side it turns right sharply so be ready for that so you don't fall. Really taking the locals and taking that experience and providing it to you through the app is what his goal is. All four of those are really interesting. And one thing that's interesting about it is let's take the service company, the bike rental company. You know, that's not a scalable business per se, usually. might be. But a lot of times it's not thought of as scalable. And I think it's good that you all are looking at both scalable and what would appear to be non-scalable businesses, because sometimes non-scalable businesses are scalable. The grant that paid for this was from the Walton Family Foundation. And between the Walton Family Foundation and the universities, we were talking through this. It was a massive priority for our community to make sure this wasn't just about scalable businesses. Many incubators and accelerators are all about, can we make billion-dollar businesses out of these? Right? We didn't want to just focus on that. We wanted to help the local mom-and-pop shop, the small business services businesses that we knew we need to build around here, around this amazing tourism and, and groups of people that are coming here because of our great outdoor rec activities. So we knew we needed to, to build up as well. Now, that's not to say we're the only ones doing that. Right? You think about the ASB TDC has been doing that for years, and they're phenomenal at it. In fact, we try and bring them in as much as we can because they're so good at helping small businesses ramp, build, and then continue to sustain their businesses and be successful. All we try and do is take the assets, again, similar to OEI, we take the assets and the tools that we know they already have, like try and get our companies connected with them, and then overlay on top of that what does outdoor rec specific look like, and how can we help them from outdoor recreation specifically through mentors or through the other tools we have to provide for that. The acronym that you used. ASBTDC? Yeah, you yeah. said that pretty quick. <laughs> Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center. Yeah, and so did you know about them before you were? Well, I knew about them before I was in this role for sure, um, but that's because I started a couple of businesses myself, and so Mary Beth and team there, I had reached out to them early on. They are really terrific. They're awesome. If you think about it, most wealth creation and job creation in the U.S. is from 
small businesses, not necessarily scalable businesses. And every community needs good small businesses. If they can scale, great. But we, we need all kinds of businesses. But boy, I could see the benefit of that service where you it's telling you... Mm, trail tours, the audio tour? Trail tours, yeah. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you go on a few paths around here, you realize you it's helpful to have that. And I think if you're new, too, to the sport... That's right. If you're new to the sport or new to the area, right? The benefit of being able to be like a local, there's so many different, you know, places where you want to be like a you know, food, for instance, right? When you go to a new town, a new area, you want to know where the locals go. You want to know where locals eat. Well, in this case, he's taking that same concept and saying, we know you want to ride like a local. Why would you go and waste your time trying to follow a map or stop all the time on your mountain bike? If you're coming to visit for us for just a couple of days, we want you to have the best experience here possible. And so, Put the experience, put the map basically in your ear and use your phone and go experience the trail and don't have to stop and question or worry about crashing, not knowing what's around the bend. We're going to make sure you're, you're covering that. It's, that's a great model to help people. Can that tool also help you pick the appropriate level of difficulty? I'm sure it can. I, I don't know if he's put that into all of his trail tours yet or not. But it absolutely could, simply from a you know difficulty level, or this is you know that that first voice that comes in your head can talk about the trail overall to make sure you're aware of what you're getting into. This is a black, and here's how it runs, that kind of thing. What was the one you mentioned about? It was like a Airbnb for hunting. Yeah, American Hunt. When you described it, I thought of like an Airbnb, and that's actually how he describes it sometimes. Like it's like an Airbnb for hunters, and it seems like a really good idea because. It's so hard to know where to go and what's, and I actually did, I looked at it online, looked at the app and I thought it was neat because some of the providers, you know, provide you with a nice place to stay and help you hunt. You know, there's different levels of service when you look through them, but what a great idea. You know, I know when we moved here, as my kids were getting a little older, I was never a big hunter in my life, but I wanted them to experience it. And it was not, of course, now when I first started looking at this, a lot of them were hard to find online too, but it was hard to know where to go. Absolutely. If you're an experienced hunter, but just new to an area, right? You don't need someone to tell you how, right? But you need a space to go. And the, the biggest problem, I mean, public land can be oversaturated with people. And so if you wanted to go to a private place, then you need to know the person. If you're new to the area, you don't know the owners. You don't know the people who own, who own the land that would be willing to let you go there. It's by far one of the trickiest parts of the business too, right? Because you've got to give that comfort level to the landowner as well as the person going on the land that they're both going to take care of the opportunity. I need an idea. The first one you mentioned. Lakaida ropes. Lakaida ropes. What are the ropes? Their model is basically personalization of the rope. So many times the ropes that are out there now, they don't match the needs of what the the climbers have, but it's the only option they have for them. Safety is by far the biggest need for a climber and any climber. And so his model and what he's working on designing out right now is how do you create ropes that are more safe and more personalized at the same time for that climber. And super exciting. Like His excitement around what he's doing in this particular industry just being at the time he's in and where he's at right now, it is going to be a fun business to watch because he's going to go way beyond just the rope. And we just, we see a lot of, a lot of opportunity with where he's going to go with it. 
Well, you have quite a background yourself. You started your career for several years at Procter & Gamble. You were at Procter & Gamble four years, Best Buy for five. You were director of strategy and business development at Best Buy and Sam's Club for almost 10 years. You were a vice president of several different things, merchandising, solutions, regional merchandising, pricing. And on top of that, you have started a business of your own, and you also own a franchise. Correct, yep. So you you really are well-suited for this kind of a role. It was hard to find something that just better fit where my interests were. I did. I started my own business, and I bought a franchise, and so I was basically starting two different businesses here in this area. And I got super deep into understanding entrepreneurship, understanding the tools, the community, just the whole ecosystem of entrepreneurship around here. And then I was helping other entrepreneurs as they were starting to build their businesses. And I, I loved it. I was having a blast because I could take all this experience I've had from these great companies I've worked for before and kind of this great education I've had throughout my career and help apply it to somebody who's trying to figure this out for the first time. And if I take the tools of what I'm trying to go through and building my own businesses, I could sit there and help them solve what the biggest problem was. How do I make this business model work? How do I think about pricing, right? Because that's the expertise I kind of had from my, my career. How do I help them? So then this role comes through and I can take all the things I'm passionate about in outdoor recreation, the enjoyment I have of helping entrepreneurs at this very early stage, and it all culminates together into an opportunity for me to help others. It was the perfect role for me. Where is GORP going? What's the future? You've got your first cohort of four and it's in their 12-week cycle. What's the future? It's still early, right? April 21st will be the end of our first cohort. We know we're going to run two cohorts a year, and so the next one comes in the fall. Between now and then, what we're really trying to think about is, okay, we're seeing a lot of success. Right? If we were to measure success for us, we would basically say, are we helping the entrepreneurs in our program learn faster, get more prepared, and be more prepared when they hit launch? to be more successful. So you give them the best chance possible to be successful. We're seeing that already. We can see the metrics that are showing that. So now the question is, how do we provide more of that? How do we put more of that out there for more entrepreneurs to take advantage of? And I think the answer is it's still TBD, right? There's a variety of ways that we could do this. We can grow just by increasing the number of entrepreneurs in our cohorts, right? And so we took four the first time. Maybe we can grow it to a larger group. You get to the point where an accelerator or incubator has too many companies, and so we'd have to keep it you know, limited. But maybe it's eight to ten companies instead of the four we have now. Um, but, but you can also grow in other ways. We can grow by expanding our reach outside of just Northwest Arkansas and bringing in either regional or even national companies or entrepreneurs that are interested in joining companies because there are so few of these incubators out there. That might be a good way for us to grow as well. But a third way is we're building a platform right now of tools that are specifically around outdoor recreation. And these tools hopefully will be replicable enough that we can help even other communities within our state or elsewhere that have the assets of outdoor recreation within them to replicate what we're doing for their local entrepreneurs, for them to be able to take entrepreneurs who want to build startups in the outdoor rec space, but don't have the tools or access to tools we're providing here. How do we provide that and replicate that to other communities, even within the state of Arkansas? So all those are opportunities and possibilities. We're still figuring out which way we go and how it works. Well, thank you, Phil, so much for joining me today. And thank you for leading GORP. It's really exciting to see how it's coming together. Thanks for having me. I'm really enjoying being here. On behalf of the Sam M. Walton College of Business, I want to thank everyone for spending time with us for another engaging conversation. You can subscribe by going to your favorite podcast service and searching Be Epic. 
B-E-E-P-I-C. 